0: Let's go focus. Breathe. Now pull the thing up. Go, 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 go. Up. You've got it, Rawdon. You've got it. Stand.
1: Stand up. That's a very good, way.
2: Hello and welcome to another podcast, another episode of Under the Bar. Mm. Uh, my name is Tom. With me is uh, DJ Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, gotcha. I was waiting for that. You learn yeah. something new every day. I've just found, I, I uh, found out that Rawdon used to. I don't uh, know what you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> s- tweak the decks. <laughs> got a couple of mixtapes mix floating dude, around out there. They're not caught. They're called the Wheels of Steel. My mistake. They don't know anything. <laughs> my mistake. Now, mate, before we get into the actual uh, the show, nuts. the meat and nuts, you've got some uh, some venting to do. The vacuum the cleaner. The vacuum cleaner. Is yeah.
0: it? I guess, um, you know, I, I'm usually, qu- I'm known for being quite placid, you know, a little surly at times, but I generally, a uh, cop it on the chin. I don't really, you know, crack the shits, I suppose. It, or, or it tends to bubble away beneath the surface. I yeah. And then I then uh the movie breaking point i think there was a movie some yeah some someone's anyway uh i got this vacuum cleaner that, that when i purchased it tom you know I, I spoke to the the sales uh you know rep and they said yeah look it's fantastic we won't have any problems with this. and i and i actually asked the question again yeah, so okay so i buy this it's gonna last a while it's gonna have lots of suction how many watts you know 1600 whatever mm-hmm. great fantastic and i bought it and it's been you know not very good shall we say and and the unit that I moved into, the carpet sort of quite hard to to suck up, you know. It it, it's got because it was new carpet, it sort of peeled up and it, it was like peel on there. And anyway, um, it, it it unsucked uh, efficiently for the last time through the week. And uh, <laughs> and it, it, I actually dropped a I was I was I was making my uh, dinner and um, you know the the salt the rock salt dropped in their glass and it hit yeah. the ground and boom. boom. And went, all right, one last go. Pulled out the cupboard and then fired it up and it sounded like it was going to do a good it was heaps of noise and then I literally I was I was sucking up the granules and then I lifted off the ground and they just fell back out so it was it was like going to like <laughs> it was like going like a couple of centimeters into the tube and then bat now I give up you know it's, it's too hard so then I uh, did a few times and uh, it just and I sort of kicked it and then and then kicked it again and it still didn't do it so then I I just went to town and I, I grabbed it and it was still going and I smashed it in the ground the wheels flew off and then I grabbed the I grabbed the, you know, the the metal tube and bent that on my knee, went and crushed all that up and I smashed it a few more times and there was bits of vacuum cleaner everywhere and then I turned it off because I thought I might get electrocuted, but yeah, that was my uh, rage. Nice. It was horrible. But uh, then I bought a new one and and this one seems to be so good, but I spent like, you know, I think it was $350 for a vacuum
2: cleaner, which for me is is a fair bit. That's uh, disappointing. Yes. Anyway,
0: yeah. Well, I hope you feel R. better, R. mate. Yeah, so, I, I've cleansed. cleansed. I felt quite
2: good. That's all you needed to do. Yeah, that's right. Purged. Excellent. That's good. Coming up on the show today, our special guest will be Christian Maurice. Ah, yes. He is the the body comp specialist to the stars, mm. for want of a better term. He has a reputation for affecting really rapid, dramatic, yeah. total body transformations in a short period of times, and he works almost exclusively these days with. Actors, stuntmen, yeah. film producers—those within the within the Hollywood industry. He did a, a whole, a bunch of stuntmen on The Immortals, yeah, and yep. a couple of those style of. Uh, yeah, we, we
0: actually met him. Uh, he was part of uh, came Polygon's out to crew, Sydney, uh, Biosig there in 2000, 2013. 13. Start of thirteen or end of twelve. Yeah, but really good guy, and um, that's I guess when we first met him. But I guess he was uh, on the guest list for a while, that we sort of forgot about contacting him. But we're going yeah. on.
2: So he's going to talk about how he goes about the dramatic transformation. Yeah. And specifically an with, with that uh, with that group. Um, off the back of that, we thought we might have a, a bit of a look at transformations from a clean health perspective. And we might just rattle through the yeah. elements that typically, points. if you could pick the, the key elements that are a part of any transformation. Yep. We've bullet pointed those down and we'll run through Excellent. them. Our supplement of the week on this episode is going to be greens. Greens powder. Oh, have you had your five serves of veggies today, mate? Uh,
0: well, yeah.
2: If not, yeah. you can chuck in some greens. Very good. We'll talk about that. Cool. Cam will spin the under the bar wheel of fortune. But if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can. Podcast at cleanhealth.com.au. Uh, but before we go any further, a question in here via the email podcast at cleanhealth.com.au from Alan. Uh, Alan says, uh, Alan. Hello, guys, love the show. Uh, of course, en- he does. Enjoyed last week's episode uh, with uh, Dane's interview of himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, look, it was, uh, yeah, it was some of our finest work. Oh, yeah, well, his is finest work, sorry. Correct.
2: Yes. Mm. Um, Rawdon, you were talking about your client James and his elaborate training split yes. to bring up his uh, shoulders and back what other kinds of training splits would you guys recommend for building mass? Thanks okay. very much and love the show, Alan. Okay. Well, thanks for writing in, Alan. Pleasant. Nice very email. Nice. Um, I guess training splits is an interesting one, Rodden, and certainly that split that we went through with James Ooh, was, yeah. you know... Uh, not for the faint-hearted. Not at all. for the faint-hearted and very uh, specialized in its nature. So that's not yeah. something that you would necessarily trot out for general population no you really do need that university degree to to comprehend it and actually execute it yes (laughs) but for um the standard muscle building bodybuilding style training split yes what are some of the ones that some of your go-tos uh that's an interesting one um sometimes I, i will preface this with with less
0: is more Yes, um, but really, it is a case by case basis, and uh, I guess we can give some general go tos on um, mm. what generally we like to do. But really, uh, like I said at the start, less is more. Sometimes, if the individual is a bit overtrained, then um, or, or, or their training age is very young, you don't really need to use anything too extravagant or anything. No, uh, so complex.
2: Like simplicity really is. At the end of the day, the best way. Exactly, you kind of want to exhaust all of the, yeah. uh, you know, all of these the simple ways along the along a, a training life development, yeah. and then uh, only really dip into a extravagant toolbox when the the time really requires it. Yeah, exactly. Um, for hypertrophy, I mean, I guess it's two different two different ways to look at it. Certainly, from a fat loss perspective, or from someone who's a beginner, you can use more frequency per body part, so you can go to more of a total body split. Yes, some sort of uh, upper lower. They could be doing. Um, quads and pulling like squats and, and quad dominant exercises and rowing and pulling one yes. day yep. and then maybe some deadlifting or posterior chain exercises yep. pressing the next day yes. and rotate back and forth between sort of a push pull push pull <laughs> yeah uh, very total body very good yeah uh, especially for i
0: love that for uh, initial programming for sure yep seems to get a nice shift in in body comp uh, really sets up those nice big movement patterns that we want to exhaust uh, later in the in the the weeks to follow, and uh, especially for females, I've seen that yeah. really is uh, especially for competitors that we know for our listener. Most of my clients are competitors. General pop, generally, uh, you know, they want to look like a competitor. They just don't want to admit they they yeah. they do, or they they don't want to do that final step and get on stage. But certainly. You know, that nice uh, physique when the the individual is sort of four to six weeks out, they're lean, they're conditioned, not overly uh, ripped by any means, but they're the sort of, uh, you know, conditioning that most of our clientele are chasing. And the, the full bodies, I've, I've really, uh, that's my default and I go back to, unless, of course, there is a, a significant upper body, uh, a part of the upper body where you've really got to overlap those movement patterns yeah. and then I will we'll, we'll deviate from that full body. but you know if it's a if it's a, a decent set of glutes that the individual wants then you know squatting and uh Deadlifting, you know, every day and it's gonna do the uh, trick, is yeah. pretty much going to do the trick. So. And
2: certainly if you have a client, uh, you know, one of those executive style clients that Dane was talking about on the show last yep. week, if they can only get into the gym three, maybe four times a week, yeah. then uh, total body is probably the way to go there because, you, you know, you, you need your bang for buck. Bang for buck, yeah. 100%. For someone um, maybe in Alan's circumstances, who's maybe he trains five or six times a week, you know, he's into the gym quite regularly, he's looking mm. to put on some mass, mm. that's when we can maybe look at the more traditional bodybuilding style training splits. Um, Definitely. And some of the go-tos there, I mean, I, I, I like the, the sort of antagonist muscle groups. So maybe it's a chest and biceps, back and triceps, shoulders and back posterior chain and then the quads and hamstrings something of that nature
0: yep 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 i know uh, you, you really do love those
2: uh i like those back and triceps are particularly fond
1: of
0: answers. yeah
2: very fond of those ones because you get a, a, a bit of bicep a bit of triceps and yep. back some chest everything's yep. getting during the workout you feel pumped up you know everything exactly. everything's nice and full I and like, i guess enjoy that feeling and
0: i guess the yeah, you, you spoke about bang for the buck and, and i really think that's a, a valid point that our listeners should uh should really think about, and and it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a time restraint. I mean, if there is an, a more efficient way to train the body, then they might not do it. It's not to say that isolation doesn't have its place; it certainly does, and that should be part of your accessory list. But I really think those bigger movements that are going to have uh, allow you to load up far more significantly, uh, far more positive. You know, uh, cardiovascular, uh, hormonal. You know, all the stabilising muscles are going to have to work considerably yep. with with those bigger uh, barbell type movements, but. Um, so really emphasise those bigger movements at uh, the, the, the start of the workout, and then and then uh, more into of the isolation. Stuff. Isolation certainly has its place as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, anytime you can do those big compound multi-joint uh, movements, I think that really is uh, should be the foundation of everyone's programming.
2: Yeah, and I've seen you do um, a number of workouts, mate, where you're actually not so much antagonist muscle groups, but you might do the whole uh, the back and biceps. Uh, chest and tricep style workouts so obviously yep. the start of the workout you do, You might do your big pull-ups and your rows yep. yep. obviously there's some bicep getting worked yeah. in those exercises and then so they're already pre-fatigued by the yeah, time you get to your, yeah. to your isolation bicep exercises later in that workout.
0: Yeah I mean the, the cool thing about programming is as long as you're not uh, hurting the individual and, you, and you're following some basic parameters uh, with rep ranges and, and, and uh, you know, sets and things like that. You know, it really is your creativity that, that limits. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I suppose that's what I pride myself on in, is the ability to design, you know, different programs. I mean, if I was talking to someone about the, the strongman that I write up every week. I, I think I've got... Now, albeit they're similar every week, but they're different every week. You yes. know, we change the movement patterns slightly, change the the implements that we use. We've got a lot of uh, you know oversized bars, the thick bars there, the Watson equipment at the CHPC. Um, you know, change all the squatting movements, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you know, I think I've done 130 different workouts, and that's once a week. So it's, you know, coming up to two and a half years of you know programming, where I've yeah. essentially done. I have never done a uh, well exception when Jess filled in a couple of times. I let her do the same program twice, but but I wasn't there but yeah I mean it's uh, it's just your creativity that um, and that's when you know I, I find it quite challenging if you're not in a very creative it's like okay i got to write so and so's workout you've got 20 minutes you've yeah. you got 45 minutes to write a program it's like it won't happen it's almost like writing yes. a book you know a novel or something it's, it, it, mm. the, the creative juices just don't flow and you really need, yeah. need to be in that creative environment You very much so. have this clarity and it's like yeah I'm going to go write that program down bang 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 write all the reps mm. reps and exercise selection and yeah, I find it uh, very and, and, enjoyable. And
2: when it does come, it, it just it flows on the uh, paper. Yeah, and writes itself. Writes
0: itself, much like this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
2: very very much so. This is coming from Source Energy. Yeah. Um, Andres talked to me uh, speak about that when he was doing my program. He said the way he likes to write a program, he'll start it. He'll have an idea of the rep ranges. He'll write it. Then he'll go and do something, and he might be playing with the kids or you know doing some just menial housework and think, ah, that's what I'll do. And then he'll go back and finish the program. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it's it's a different process for every, for everyone. everyone. Yeah, but um. But, yeah, uh, I, I certainly like those splits as well. Agonist, antagonist, you know, upper, lower. I mean, ton of different splits. I do, however, like uh, sometimes I'll do a 14-day period and I'll do a two-week rotation like with James. But usually as much as two-on, one-off, uh, or three-on, one-off, two-on, one-off, and then, you know, different sort of routines on paper, they're fantastic and you yep. might be able to program the rest periods nicely. You know, four-on, one-off, two-on, two-off. It's great, but then it overlaps into the next week, and then next thing you know, they're, they're, that's out, when of they, they're out of sync, and yeah. that's when they should be training, when they've got that meeting on a Tuesday evening. And So I, I always do, for simplicity and for from a compliance perspective, always program uh, in a seven-day period. As much as yeah. there might be better uh, ways to split the workout uh, up, um, I, I always work in that seven-day period and just get whatever I can in. But obviously, the, the, the individual's availability will, will heavily influence things as well.
2: Excellent. Well, Alan, thank you very much for your email. I hope, once again, we've answered your question without specifically answering yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah,
0: we bamboozled him with facts and figures.
2: Anyone else who would like to write in, please do so. Podcast at cleanhealth.com.au. Now, mates, let's, let's have a bit of a chat about transformations, but did we have a shout out to do? Uh, we did. Ben Murphy. Yeah, no relation to Jess Murphy. No. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not as far as uh, I'm aware. Certainly <laughs> the uh, the body types would suggest they're not. Well, he's got a six pack though, so Murphy well, he does. Has, so there's some sort of connection there. But his legs are incredibly lengthy. But he, he, mate, he is very uh, uh, challenged,
0: the limbs, <laughs> squatting. <laughs> yes. it's, the bar goes for about. You know, three metres up and down when he does a back squat. It's quite a sight to behold.
2: Um, But he was a part of our Fat Loss Boot Camp that you and I did up in uh, Brisbane a couple of months back. And he had sent down some... some clothing, some merchandise from his uh, business, the Eight Week Challenge. Yeah, he sent a, a, an occlusion shirt for me. <laughs> yes, very <laughs> tight around the gills. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> thanks Ben, if you're listening. I did uh, squeeze into that shirt, and um, yeah, it was it was. I did some biceps, and it was the, the circulation was nicely cut off. Excellent. I had to rip it, cut it off with scissors when I'd finished. <laughs> but um, thanks for that, and we got a couple of drink bottles, and um, he didn't have to, and that was a very nice of him. But good guy, Eight Week Challenge up there in Brisbane, yeah. um, doing some good
2: things up there. Um all right mate. so when we think about the factors that go into uh, a total body transformation uh-huh. and I guess it's something at clean health which uh, we base a lot of our our marketing around because we do have a track record of putting together some impressive transformations yeah impressive results over a twelve or twenty four week period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think about those really dramatic ones when you have a client where, uh, you know, the planets align and everything falls into place and you yep. get that really dramatic shift in body fat uh, yep. and muscle mass. Uh-huh. There are certain threads that tie those uh, those rare events together. So if we look at some of the things that go into that process, first of all, when someone comes in, you get a sense of whether it's going to be possible or not straight away by the level of uh, motivation and, and willingness and the reasoning behind why they've come in to see you in the first place. And that mindset... And uh, I'm sure Christian Maurice will talk about this in his interview, setting up a a belief in the process and having a definitive goal to shoot for is one of the key elements in any transformation. Definitely. And and I think it's opportunity.
0: You know, sometimes you almost set them up for failure if you don't really hammer home the reality for them. Because they might come in and it's like, okay, I want to be, you know, 10% and they're 20 when you assess them. Yes. 10% in uh, 12 weeks, you know, and, and... I think it's our responsibility as a coach to paint a more realistic picture, and yeah, there are exceptions to the rule, and they can get a 10% shift in 12 weeks for sure on the calipers. But um, but yeah, what you the time you spend in that initial consultation, and the time uh, when they're impressionable in that that first meeting, I think that's a, a crucial time to really get them in the right headspace and you know I compare it it, to James and now he's you know 10 11 weeks out from the you know uh, competing over in in Florida his pro show pro show his first pro show and um you know you'll never hear a negative word come out of his mouth it's always always positive boom 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 yeah Yeah, yeah. feeling better this week 100% the sessions are going awesome nutrition on point just feeling feeling a million dollars yeah keen for this next week bring on the the comp you know Mm. and it's it really is the mindset of a champion you know for his age and what he's doing we talk about him all the time and but forget who he is and, and his age and what he's doing, it's just um, isolate his mindset and that really, if I had to say, what's the main difference? Okay, genetically he's blessed, yeah, I'll, I'll give that. And I acknowledge that any coach could probably get him in the same shape as I do. Yep. But it's his mindset and,
2: and his, his just that burning desire and his drive to be the best, you know, yeah. it really does set him apart and that's what's needed. Absolutely, so mindset, a crucial, crucial, a crucial factor. And you can't understate the role that perhaps the psychology actually has on the physiology, the way the body actually comes together. Mate, 100%. It's said time and time again. Those yeah. the ones
0: that just have that, oh, I don't
2: think I'm going to compete. It's like, well, oh, next to I know they don't compete. But yeah, yeah, there's something special to be said about that. So you touched on it just then in terms of... Uh, talking about nutrition and the updates and sticking to the plan Yep. obviously in this sort of process in a short period of time 110% compliance yeah. yep. uh, from the client is, is essential for any transformation yeah really really again if you were
0: to describe and your clients as well you could say okay I'll give you a list of the ones that are 100% diligent follow the plan yeah, and I bet yeah. they've all succeeded yep. line them up and pick
2: them out of the line yeah exactly very simple
0: task very simple yeah. and, then the, and you could probably rattle off the ones that you know they follow the plan but they're not completely yep. you know 100% and well, you know they're, they're in great shape they're maintaining but
2: really if you want that next level and that dramatic transformation it really is that compliance 100% yep. Um, and so, I guess there yep. is a certain element of genetics that always comes into play. You can get anyone in the best shape that they can possibly be in over a length of time. Yep. But to affect a dramatic body composition shift within a twelve-week period of time, there has to be some sort of underlying genetic responder element to the to, to the process.
0: Yeah. Look, and I uh, do rattle off, James, and, and, and I guess uh, that's one that our listener may actually know. But but to be honest, you know, he, he probably isn't. You know, he's just good. Good yep. to start with. We get him better, but the real transformation, he's not really out of shape when you start. Another client of mine, Touch of the McLeods, now, you know, he's one that, you know... Goes overseas and drinks beer for however long, comes back, and then I think I had 11 weeks to get him ready, and he morphed into this yes. this physique that was just a the before and afters you wouldn't you you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Now he he is really the true responder, and mm. and um yeah, there's always exceptions to the rule, and and they're the ones
2: that are going to get those amazing amazing results. But yeah, genetics play a significant role. And we might if we have time, we might have a look at uh, that little study you've got on the myostatin gene and. And yes. certainly there could be an, an element of that in play with some of these real dramatic responders. Definitely, um, Training age or training intensity, this is another factor that comes into it. If you've got an individual who either has trained with weights in the past or been yep. in shape in the past and they're out of shape because they've been doing nothing, there is that inherent muscle memory which... Mm. Seems, which you, you know, you can, you can start to lick your lips when you've got a client like that who's been in really good shape and they've yeah. been doing nothing and eating like crap for a while, you know, well, okay, yeah. the body knows how to get there. All I've got to do is tidy everything up and we should get a good response. Yeah, especially so that, if they're females, really lick the lips there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's highly inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah. Or you have the individual who maybe hasn't been exposed to resistance training, but they have an athletic background or they have that, that inherent fitness. So from day one, you can actually train them with intensity because over that short 12 week period every workout does have to count mm. and so you don't have to spend the first month of the program teaching them You know, getting them just able to move and, and training yep. hard they're in there they can train hard from, from workout one
0: yeah definitely and, and I had a good example of uh, Sandra was, uh, yeah, or Sandra as you call her or, yes. or, or, Sandra, or Sandra as you yeah. later called her uh, equally <laughs> a, annoying whatever one you chose it was uh, <laughs> equivalently uh, You know, really yes. put her on edge that annoyed was good. her either way yeah it was good consistent yeah. I like that yeah but yeah, like she had trained before. So for her, she came to me and said, oh look, I want to compete. And I said, well, really it should be season B. Uh, but we ended up doing season A there, the end of season A because her, and I did tell her, look, if your body responds like it should, you have trained before. So I did dot the I's cross the T's and I, and I did have, uh, you know, I was clear and honest and, and, I, and I painted a, a realistic picture for her. The ball was in her court, literally, and, and, and her body did the rest. We, we provided the tools to get her in shape. But yeah, I did know that, that she had some ability there. But also, um, before we move on from this one, we spoke about genetics, just looking at the individual. This is something that, you know, I've spoken about uh, Menno Henselmans and, and I've done some yes. consults with him and, and things like that. I know he looks at hand, finger length and, and those sorts of things. And we've spoken about that in the club. But, you know, he uh, one of the things he likes to look at is just structurally look at the individual. Yes. You know, look at their, their wrist and ankle measurements. You know, if they're decently, you know, have a solid wrist, solid ankles, you know, the potential for them uh, to, grow to grow with, yes. you know, wide clavicles. They've got the broad shoulders. Just, yeah. just have a look at the, the individual. And if they come in and they haven't trained before, then there's a good chance if they have that frame that they're going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. They're the guys that you really anticipate a nice change. If someone comes in, they got, you know, the sloping shoulders, very narrow uh, shoulders. Yeah. They're sort of thick through the, the, the hips. The and Round, soft jaws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the growth hormone obviously much yeah, not obviously, but 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 usually you can correlate uh, higher GH and, and testosterone with these with these uh, more masculine physiques, just yeah. inherently, just base levels. Um, but that's a real and what I've started uh, looking around and, and in the club and well, the guys well, that are responders yeah. and, and girls that are not and then
2: and the correlation is uncanny. Yes. Like we have we've we've gone around the gym, everyone get the fingers out, let's yeah. measure the fingers, let's yeah. look at the squareness of the jaw. Yes, big fat heads like oh, mine you Like, know, like you. Know.
0: <laughs> but the but yeah, I found that fascinating and, and, and also our clientele, like you have a look around guys that, that are that are getting achieving their goals but they're taking a little bit longer than others and then you have a look and it's like hmm, their their shoulder width is a bit more now you know they got little fine joints and there's always going to be exceptions to the rule flex wheeler tiny joints you know most optimal physique of all time but you know the it's just interesting that that if you actually look and we as coaches and for our listeners that aren't coaches you know you look at the individual they just look like they're strong and fit and well those ones when you train them really get really really strong and really really fit Fit. and look amazing
2: yep and I guess the final aspect of this, Rawdon, is once you've set up that plan and you've got the genetics, the compliance, the abilities there, the training with intensity, mm-hmm. then frequent and regular assessing. Yes. So that every spot along the way, because, you know, essentially every week, every two weeks, there should be a significant shift. Yep. It'll give you an opportunity to assess things and then choose what, what path you're going to go to next. It's all well and good to map out the plan at the start. Yeah. And you do like to have a rough idea of where you're going to take this person but the way they respond will always dictate we move them next exactly exactly and i guess the assessing
0: if you're not assessing like uh this is a quote that Dane always uses i use it occasionally if you're not assessing you're guessing you really can't tell either if it is decks or on the calipers whatever your yep. you know, measurements with with the tape whatever your weapon of choice is if you're not assessing you really are guessing and but the other thing i like to do is just actually look at them you know get them to send photos that's a really good way to monitor the progress weekly yeah but you also, I guess, ultimately need that, that, when we do assess, you need that intuition and that, that intuitive sort of uh, nutritional programming and, and resistance programming and even you know, preempting the plateau and, and yeah. changing things before it actually yeah. happens, you know? And I guess that comes down to being a, uh, an experienced coach.
2: That's, uh, I guess, from our perspective, mate, some of the, uh, the factors that play their part in a transformation down at yep. Clean Health. Mr. Uh, Maurice will give us his spin on that. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to talking to him coming up shortly in the program. Mate, that's an absolute slang. Mm, mm. Um, mate, have you had your... Mate, she's uh, only human. He's only human. Have you had your five serves of uh, vegetable material today?
0: Mate, I'll tell you what I've been doing of late. I've been oh, yes. cramming my veggies basically with dinner. Having right. sort of uh, a good three or four serves, huge packet yep. of uh, vegetables there, mixed veggies. I have the, the spinach and I, and I really have a serve of protein, a huge thing of a uh, bowl of vegetables. So... I've just been finding a little tea... Well, it saves time, basically. Yeah. I just have to cook meat. Yeah. I take yeah. that with me to the work. Fats yeah. and meat. And then when I get home, I cut the hydrates. Yep. Um, if I'm big uh, volume or I'm volume training. But, yeah, basically at night time.
2: What you probably could do, mate, is maybe work in a little, uh, a little bit of greens powder during the day uh, then. Uh, yes, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I do see... Yeah, a lot of the coaches doing that. They'll mix yeah. up a green drink and chug it between sessions. Chug
2: that down. So, essentially, greens powders is... Um, one of these supplements which is, you know, pretty useful to have in the toolkit. Certainly, essentially what we're dealing with are vegetables, fruits, algae, or grasses that have been basically compacted and distilled, broken down into some sort of powdered form. Yep. and you get a big box of that and you take a couple of scoops out, mix it down with some water and essentially you're getting a lot of the, uh, the phytonutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, some uh-huh, fibre. Yep. Not yep. as much fibre as you would get from actually eating the whole food yep. but that's the benefit of these greens powders. It's important to note that it is a supplement and uh, not a substitute. So certainly for anyone who's uh, not eating as many vegetables as they should, they would be better off with the greens powder but yep. you should obviously be trying to get some whole foods in there. Some of the powders that you'll be able to get, you've got your barley grass, your wheat grass, spirulina, mm-hmm. which is an algae. And if you actually get proper pure spirulina, mate, woof, that is pungent. Oh, pungent, pungent stuff. <laughs> um, is the
0: chlorophyll uh, full in that one as well? That's a, that's a, another one that you can get.
2: Yeah, the chlorophyll. Certainly, mm-hmm. the, the liquid chlorophyll. That's easy mm-hmm. to get down mm-hmm. the hatch. Not to uh, down the to, gullet. Not too many dramas there. Uh, the powdered alfalfa. Is uh, quite uh, uh, quite potent with its uh, antioxidant mm, benefits, so that's some it, of the powders that you'll get.
0: You're suggesting not scull it, then go and kiss the
2: kiss the misses. Yeah, probably not no. the wisest thing. Certainly not with the spirulina, that's for sure. Mm, mm. So greens powders, mate, very good for obviously as we've mentioned, people who have a low vegetable uh, content or busy executive style that Dame was talking to, they don't have a lot of time to get the veggies yeah. in, maybe they only have time to get that one big serving at dinner or something. Yep. Some powder during the day is very good. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling or out and about doing things that's a big one, yeah. That's when they, they can be quite useful there. I've got a couple of clients who don't who vegetables just generally don't sit particularly well with, they follow a bit of a FODMAP style uh, yeah, approach yep. to eating. So there's very
0: as well, you can avoid those. Yeah, yeah
2: there's a very limited amount of vegetables that they can actually consume. So the greens powder is useful for those kind of clients. Yep. I, I guess there are many benefits obviously from that micronutrient composition of the, the powder that you're having but one of the things that gets bandied around quite a lot is the is the uh, <laughs> is the pH balance. Oh. And look, the benefit is obviously from uh, balancing out dietary acids because you know, protein is in its nature quite acidic. Oh, yes, yes. But let's why don't we do a little bit of myth busting about <laughs> Because well, because I like to do high high lactic acid workouts and I don't eat any vegetable material and I eat a high amount of protein broaden, so surely I'm horrendously acidic.
0: Well, it looked like it, <laughs> it could certainly singe the nostrils, Tom, if uh, if you were to try and cure a bit of cancer in the CHPC, that's for yes. sure. But, yeah, I, I think, I mean, we're not going to, I mean, that's a whole other little uh, topic we could do, the, the acid alkaline yeah. uh, pH scale. You know, on the pH scale, the higher it is, the more alkaline it is. Yes. The lower it is, the more acidic. But, yeah, it, 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 as far as far as I know, yeah, it, it's a bit of a, a myth that you can influence the... the a the body, unless it's got some sort of uh, significant pathological disease, yes. it's not going to be acidic. You need yeah. all the protein to the cows come home. The body's not going to go, uh, you know, extremely acidic and and. Because
2: uh, essentially, you know. if it, if you go acidic, you you basically die. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean,
0: you've disrupted homeostasis and yeah. uh, things are on a downward spiral. And uh, I think it's uh, like kidney issues and uh, things like that would uh, influence things, but the reality is that no like you can't really influence the, the pH of the body by consuming food or, yeah. or, or powdered drinks and things like that and if the body does become acidic yeah there's something seriously wrong you're about to drop dead yes. so you might want to <laughs> rush into the, uh, the medical centre and sit in line for a couple of hours and, and uh, let them know that you're acidic but yeah. All jokes aside. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, from the from the, from the, mm. the facts and figures that I've seen, it's
2: a bit of a fallacy. That's that, certainly that my understanding as well. I guess now the other question to ask with this is um, greens powders post workout <laughs> or not? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that used to be the. Uh, I mean, the whole idea behind that one, I think, was the antioxidants in the the greens powders to yeah. you know the the oxidative stress from training, you know, blunt that and the body could recover, but. Uh, I think studies have shown that that uh, you know, antioxidant supplementation post-workout actually delays recovery, so the recovery process takes a uh, uh, takes longer. But the other thing that uh, one of the the mechanisms by which hypertrophy and their muscle protein synthesis and the signalling uh, occurs is the the actual reactive oxygen species, the the byproduct of the the, the breakdown of tissue. One of the the the, the messengers that that uh, signals uh, the growth and repair, the, I think the mTOR pathway and the initiates that that recovery is if you take antioxidants, you should, you're blunting you sort that. So shut that down. Shut yeah. that down. Yes. Yeah. There, so the there, there's
2: a reason why the body is inflamed, and you know exactly
0: you know. it's from training and the the response is to is the to body to ramp rep- up you know muscle protein sensors recover and and, and repair uh, it exactly yeah. so that <laughs> you sort of as far as i understand it you're you're um blunting the the positive benefit of the workout you just did so yeah, yeah like i said it was something that 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 was once considered beneficial post-workout but i think the latest research and um you know people that have looked into it in detail and there's plenty of studies you can reference on this uh it's not the case and uh any sort of antioxidant uh immediately post-workout wouldn't be
2: advisable so from that perspective the best time to have your greens powders is pretty much any other time than post-workout yeah uh, first thing in the morning um,
0: yeah I, I do that most of my clients i like to yeah. uh, chug a, you know, some greens Down first thing morning with the you know the lime and the the sodium, I I quite
2: like that combo. That's well. That's my combo of a morning: powdered greens, pink Himalayan rock salt, little dash of apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's uh, awesome. See, and some lime and some warm water. Boom down the hatch. Very good. You know, you know, I I tell my clients to do all this, but I don't do any of it
0: myself. No. I I just get out, stumble out, and into the club and and do my thing. But. Uh, I think it is a good way to start the day, the alkalizing green drink, and although well, it doesn't alkalize, but the, the green drink in the morning, <laughs> just to get those phytonutrients and the, yeah. the, the micronutrients in there. Um, I think detoxification would, would be greatly enhanced first thing in the morning with, with some uh, green drink, but yeah, definitely not post workout.
2: It's, just such it's a, back. A pleasant little part of the problem. It is. Really it, is. Is. it really starts swaying the hips. Yes, excellent stuff. This is the uh, I was spinning the wheel of fortune. Basically, the winner of this gets the deluxe shaker, the stainless steel water bottle, the drawstring gym bag, the cooler bag for all of the meals. Um, well, we may as well just spin it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one,
0: Cam. Go, Cam. That was a biggie. Very big. Such a big wheel. It's an enormous. Someone thing. asked us whether this was real. This, yeah, I, I can't believe yeah, that, I can't that. Of course, it's it. real.
2: Yeah. Well, well, hang on, I'm gonna pick the number before I raffle. The papers. Yes, Yes. yes. Uh, right. Number two hundred and eighty-three. That's a big wheel. And the winner is Amy Hapgood. Amy okay. Hapgood, mate, well done Yeah, well done, nice, well played I mean, you'll be you'll be shaking your deluxe uh, shaker mm-hmm, uh, Stainless mm-hmm. steel in your, Chuck it in the drawstring bag Your water bottle in the drawstring bag with all your meals I mean, it's just a, it's Beautiful. outstanding Well done, well done Nice work there, Amy If you'd like to be a part of the subscriber raffle uh, Go to cleanhealth.com.au uh, forward slash podcast mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. follow the prompts and enter your name and email Excellent Yeah, well done Under the bar with Rawdon and Tom, the Clean Health podcast. Now, Rawdon, on Sunday afternoons, when you're having your cheat meal, and you've yes. got the big bowl of custard. Yep, and you have got the custard bar, the plump raisins in there, and yep. the Ben that and Jerry's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the broken up banana bread. Yep, gluten free, of course.
0: Yeah, well, gluten free. <laughs> the M and M's aren't gluten free, but yeah. the banana bread is. Yeah, and you know? you've
2: got the blankie on the toes, yes. and you've got whatever viewing you've selected for the afternoon. Yes. Have you ever watched um, the Immortals? Yeah, look, I have. Uh, think, Ma-
0: I don't think I've sat through the whole thing, but I, I, I have. I, I'm aware of it. Yes.
2: Yes, The Immortals are, I think, the same creators of the the 300 series. Yes. Yes. All the, all the battle scenes. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, our next guest, as mentioned at the top of the program, Christian Maurice. Yep. He uh, actually prepped twenty of the stuntmen that were in The uh, Immortals.
0: Yeah, well, I do recollect some decent physiques uh, yes. on The Immortals.
2: And so, essentially, Christian has built a niche in yep. preparing actors. Directors, producers, stuntmen. That basically makes up 80% of his clientele. And what he's done really, really well is has this ability to create dramatic transformations, physique transformations in very, very short periods of time two to three weeks and getting huge changes in physique and now obviously if that was to happen once or twice then maybe it's just a a genetic thing but for someone who can consistently produce those sorts of results there's obviously a a system involved
0: Mm. method to the madness that's
2: right so we're going to pick his brains and see what what elements create a transformation Mm -hmm. and uh, how we can apply that to our listeners and general population you and i met christian back in 2013 i think it was he was out here with charles poliquin Yep. And he gave a presentation during the uh, biocer, bio sig- yeah. Um, and came down to the gym and trained. He did not he- a bad rig. You know, he's got a bit of uh, yes. a bit of muscle there. So practice is what he preaches. Yep. Yeah, he was training arms. So he, yep. uh, he Gun fluffed shot. up obviously quite nicely. One of Charles's mates. So of yes. course he's going to train arms. arms. Standard, yes. standard, standard. <laughs> um, but he's joining us from uh, Montreal, I believe. So Christian, uh, welcome to the program, and thank you very much for your time. Hey, thanks for the
3: invitation,
2: Christian. Obviously, to get to where you are in your career and you've been doing it for 20 years or so how did you actually get get started and how did you build this niche for uh, working with people in the film industry
3: uh how did i get involved yeah, yeah.
2: how did it all start
3: yeah it, it started with uh, the fitness competitors and turns out i trained the fitness competitors while she was training with stunt performers then the, the coordinator was uh, seeing it and then Oh, what's happening with you? What's this transformation? Who's training you? And then one thing leads to another, and then I'm invited to talk to this guy, and then you need to prove yourself, then you get some proof, and then you're on. Okay.
2: Yeah. So just a, a right series place at the right of, time, of events, yeah. Synchronistic. Yeah. Okay. And so, how did you actually develop the skill set then, Christian? Was this, I mean, obviously you've had mentors throughout the industry. How did you learn to actually do what you do?
3: Well, I learned from tons of course like probably you guys but at the end of the day it's how you look at what you've learned meaning let's say for a mechanic you know they all learn the same thing but at one point you have three four or five that are better than the other ones yeah. it's not because they have the different knowledge it's just because they stop and look at the problem differently Yeah. so I think the difference is more on um not relying a lot on the theory behind it but relying relying a lot on what i've i've seen and correcting what i've seen so i do a lot of practice if you want to get good trainer you just train people And if you want to be really good trainer then you do mistake and you learn from your mistake and don't mm-hmm. assume that you know everything you just okay try new things try new things until it works
1: yep
0: that's uh, that's uh, an, an interesting point you're making there, uh, Christian. Because in today's uh, environment in the industry, it's all you know the likes of uh, you know the Alan Aragons, Brad Schoenfeld coming out, and it's all heavily uh, scientific based, and they're they're desperately trying to prove different theories with hypertrophy and um, you know making it more applicable to to people that actually train, doing some good studies and stuff, but you know, I'm finding that a lot of the industry is, you know, resting on, you know, what these, the the research is saying, which, which of course, you know, I do take that into consideration, but I also do what you pretty much said just then and, and look at what I've done and what's worked for me in the past with, with my competitors and my clients. And, and although, yeah, it may not, may not be able to be proved by science as to why that's actually working. I I know that it, it works. I know you know, the Milo Sarchevs of the world, the, the John Meadows will sort of great. I haven't uh, had any great research to show this is, uh, you know, the intra-workout carbohydrates and amino acids, but, you know, I'll give you four or five hundred of my clients that have all had dramatic results, and as far as I'm concerned, that's compelling evidence. So it's nice to hear that you do actually You know, rely on your past experiences and what's actually worked for you, rather than looking at um, waiting for it to be proven by science and then saying, "Oh, I might use that."
3: Mm. Exactly. One thing I always say is that the more the more you learn, the more you need to rely on your instinct. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like a sensei, when you practice, you practice your skills at hitting. Let's say with your feet of the the head of the opponent. You practice, practice, practice to be perfect, but. In real a real fight, you're not thinking of the technique. Yeah, you're just using your instinct. But it's yeah. I think it's the same thing when you study, you study, 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 and then you keep that you know in the back of your brain. Yep. But then you rely on your instinct. So the brain will manage a way to you know solve the problem with the, the right tools. Excellent. Mm, okay. Well, I think I like we it. might we
2: might get onto the psychological side of things as the interview goes on, Christian. But why don't we start with where you start when someone comes in and uh, they have an extreme physique goal which needs to be achieved in a short period of time, where do you start?
3: Okay, first thing is the interview. I take a lot of time for the interview. The shortest would be an hour and a half, up to two hours. That's the first meeting, just to talk. But it's for my own purpose, meaning if you see average Joe maybe you don't need that much time but if you have someone and you only have two weeks or ten days to transform the body Mm. then you really need to have them um, perfectly tuned with their their body perfectly ready to to make it happen. And There's this thing about psychological thing meaning if you're at the Olympics this is where you have all the records because everybody are are primed, you know. They're, it's their time. They're, there's no other time they need to be perfect other than this one. This is the absolute time they mm-hmm. need to be perfect. Yep. But for them, it's the same thing. They need to be perfect for the photo shoot. They need to be perfect on screen yeah. because they will see their body on a 30-foot, 30, uh, 30 feet wide screen. Yeah. So you cannot hide anything. So it needs to be perfect. I've tried tons of protocols, tons of uh, different products, different way of working with the food. I've never been able to reply the same results I had with the actors and with uh, average Joe.
1: Is you that purely great
3: results? But you won't change. Uh, you won't make someone lose thirty pounds in ten days because it's not in their head important enough right I, see. I don't know if that makes sense but i've seen okay. uh, the speech i have with a- actors is you know the more you're in your um how do you say that the the into the movie your head is in the movie like if he has to be uh super ripped then you have to you have to believe you're already ripped yes and this is where the magic happens okay but it takes me a lot of time to the psychology of it and talk about it and prepare mentally the, 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 the actor or actress so it can happen.
2: Christian would you say that uh, in your experience establishing an unshakable desire to achieve the physique and then having a full belief in what you're capable of doing for the client does that amount of belief or the psychological aspect will that override other limiting factors like genetics or stress or, or things like that? Is, it, is the psychological aspect that important?
3: Honestly, I, I would give 80% of the results on the psychological part. Interesting. It, it's very, very important. Again, I've tried different protocol. I've tried them with clients to see if it works before using it with actors, but I never had uh, half the results I have with clients, with the actors on the big, big projects. Purely because
2: the actors are so attached to the end result.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And they, they believe it. You know, we have, we have this client who comes, let's say you have this client who comes to you and says, you know, I never was able to lose weight. I always gain it back. Yep. I've been like that since I'm young. And I always gain back my weight. And first thing you know, you make her, her or him lose weight and then they all get it back again they just create the, this pattern either psychological or habit or call it whatever you want but yeah. still it's just they, they will create what they want
0: it's interesting you oh, um, but, yeah, yeah no, look, I, I, I've got have a few clients that um that uh, do very well and, and one that stands out that the Tom will Vouch for is, is a guy that uh, that I helped uh, turn pro, so in men's physique, James Kahn. And, and my listeners hear me talking about it all the time. But, you know, his outlook and his perspective about what he can do physically and what he can do in competition is, uh, you know, so vastly beyond uh, the headspace of anyone else that I work with. You know, it's never a question of, of you know, how or if he will, it's just when you know when he's going to win his next show type thing and um and then you know you look at his his body will sort of you know everything we do to to uh to this particular guy you know it just works and his body just has this amazing ability to morph into i mean not that he's ever out of shape but great genetics there too but his head space and that psychology that you're talking about is is vastly different to there's never never ever doubt in uh james's mind you know he's always believing uh, in that end goal.
3: Yeah, and you talk with any top athletes, and they all think the same thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Rarely you will see someone, oh, I don't believe it, and then they have a gold medal.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Usain Bolt. Yeah,
3: no, I don't know I'm gonna it. I won't do it. Oh, you'll see. I just got the gold medal. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting.
2: I gather, Christian, then, that not everyone that you work with walks into the door with that mindset. So how do you get them walking out of the door with that?
3: Either you're nice or you're very bad Uh, or very mean.
2: Good cop, bad cop.
3: You know, uh, what's his name? Tony Robbins? Yes. He says that um, people are driven either, they work by avoiding pain or gain pleasure. Yes you need to find out your client is he more prone to be motivated if he avoid pain than if he gain pleasure so if you see that for him uh looking uh let's say looking too fat on screen will be the worst thing ever yep then you just push it really hard yeah interesting you know that fat you have there it will really show up and i think (laughs) in the screen it might be two foot, two foot long, <laughs> it, you know, because it will be very bad. And you know, on screen you look fatter, so it will be worse. Yes. So either you eat there, or if they have very positive side, okay, you'll have this interview. You'll be in there, and when you'll do the presentation for the movie, you'll be so motivated because you know your shape is fantastic. Yep. It, okay, that that's exactly what I want. I want to be doing the interview after filming and being so motivated for uh everyone to see my shave on screen okay yeah. that's the the objective so it's either a tap on the back or a kick in the balls <laughs> <laughs> tell me christian
0: once you've uh, okay you've established what technique you're going to use i mean the other thing that i guess you would do perhaps differently to to other coaches is do you, you're pretty you see them every day yeah if they have 10 days or they have a short time frame to get ready do you see them with high frequency during that that time
3: yeah for i would pinch them every day yep and usually they have the average every day of a client every week it's quite fast so it's good to pinch them let's say biosig or body fat or whatever every day some yep. type of marker yep or just a visual it depends on the client it depends on their if they're afraid to get pinched, then if I think it will stress them out, then I won't do it. Yep. I will just take my eye, but again, it's case by case, or so it's yeah. person to person. It depends on the client, on the personality of the client.
0: Okay. So visually. This is
3: where it's very important because if, if he's stressed out to get pinched and you pinch him every day, yeah. you're creating a problem, but yep. you're creating it. Mm. Yep, so yep, yep. you might be the error in the equation. Okay. So it's it's yes, that's why I said I'm saying it's very important to get the personality of the yeah the client. Yep, yep. But it works for for every client. You, you know, to make them compliant, you need to know their personality. Some like it rough. Some like it sweet. Some like it whatever. Yeah. But you need to to go with the flow depending on. Yeah, each each of you and everyone.
0: But but I guess uh, yeah yeah, fully understand that sometimes you're gonna you know be heavy-handed, pinching every day. They like the raw data. Other, others you know you may be visually taking photos. But I guess for our listeners that are listening, it's that um, that interaction on a daily basis and that. That accountability daily uh, that is also helping your uh, clients get in that dramatic shape and that dramatic uh, transformation for the for the movie role or, or you know scene in the movie. So, you know, I guess it, it comes back to what we do with our clients to have the you know more frequent interaction is ultimately going to bring a more compliance and that that more motivating and the you know that positive headspace uh, for the yeah, client for average
3: old pre- uh, clients. I never go more than a week. For follow-ups, yes. yeah, because two weeks—let's say just two weeks—I see that often. I have—I give a lot of uh, internship, and one thing I see a lot is uh, trainers trying to do the two-week follow-ups. You put in the mind of the client, oh, so first week I can do pretty much whatever I want, yeah. and then the week after I'll be so good. Yeah, but when you see the client, they are okay for three days. Yep. Because they're motivated, they see, you know, they saw their numbers going down or whatever, or they were going up. So you tell them, okay, now be strict. They're okay for three days. Mm. After that, there's one day where they don't know where to go, or maybe they want to binge or something. After that, they're just thinking of the next binging because it's only in three days.
0: Yep. Yes.
3: They don't have time to recuperate. So they need to be strict but if they have a week then okay just one night and then i'll come back for nine days so i'll be more than okay so results are much better yeah pinch client uh regular clients on every two days or every three days just to do some tests trying things
0: awesome yeah i i see my competitors uh in the final 12 weeks i see them Uh, weekly uh, for assessing but even in the off-season most of the guys will be sending me weekly updates and and photos and things so you know (laughs) they're going to be sending me the photo on uh, on Sunday so if they they had a cheat meal it's going to be pretty evident.
2: Yeah okay Christian so once you set up the the psychology and you figured out what you know how you need to work with the person emotionally you've got them connected with the goal and the process they're about to go through where do you move to next? Let's get the nuts and bolts. Is it uh, looking at nutrition training, straight into the yep. training stimulus? What what's next on your list?
3: It's not always possible to train them just because of schedule and because of locations Yep, uh, sometimes they're you know in the field in the middle of nowhere so they can only do sprints and push-ups and yep, I sometimes give them the um, you know elastics and stuff they can carry in a small bag so training is rarely my first priority okay because of that again it's uh, it's just my own reality yep yeah but uh food is my first one and then it's according to what they have access to if they have a cook if they have to buy the meal they have to cook them they have to bring them with them this is how i'll try to it's, it's very I always start with a blank sheet mm. of course I have my ideas few few yeah. technique I would use mm. but I always change them a bit it's never 100% yes ah, okay uh,
2: and, and perfect so fit for anyone and are you working with the BMR or do you count the calories out and all that kind of stuff never never
3: no okay. honestly I don't care about that okay I want to make this clear so it won't look uh, messy. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's not. Um, uh, I teach the body transformation. I give a body transformation seminar. It's what it's, it's the way I'm thinking. It's I use two magic numbers. It's 1200 2400 1200 for a female, 4, 2400 for a male. Yep. I don't care what they do what they whatever. It's it's 2400. But the thing is, the difference, I look at how it's moving and yeah. I adjust rapidly, Okay. meaning I will pinch them, let's say two days after, I look how it's moving, let's say lean mass is going down, body fat's going up, then I may increase protein, decrease carbs or decrease fat, and then I, I, I adjust the macros, I adjust the calories, but I have the same baseline I don't care what they do. They have 24, 1,200, and then I just adjust very rapidly. So I go very low, cal- low calories. Yep. Because I don't have time. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even if they're eating, I don't know, four thousand, they will go down to twenty four hundred. Okay, yeah. so
0: so the rock comes in. He's uh he's on you know six thousand a day. <laughs> Sorry about twenty four hundred. There you
3: go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I like
0: it simplicity it's,
3: and I, I don't care because you know the, the thing with the movie industry if it's that uh you're good or we don't call you ever again
0: yes mm.
1: Yeah.
3: There, there's no second chance you, you don't have a second chance it's not like okay we have uh uh, 130 million budget on this movie oh you scrapped the main actor oh we'll try next time <laughs> Uh no yeah <laughs> just never call back so if you're eating six thousand you'll eat 2400 and if you want to complain then I don't know just don't do it <laughs> do, I mean do, uh, it, it's just, not like there's a choice so it's like that and yeah
0: Obviously, you explained that at the start, psychologically, they're on board, they're motivated, they want, don't want to see that two feet of fat on the big screen, you know, you solved that one, you gave me a kick in the nuts, I'm on board, but then do do they ever backpedal a little bit, do you ever find with that positive headspace that they are, you know, moaning about the 2400 and they're hungry, or generally, do you uh, are they uber compliant once you've had that initial... Uh, you know, is that, is that something that you ever really have to address, the, the, the guys and girls being complaining of being hungry?
3: To this day, I never had one complaint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent.
3: Never. If I have one complaint, is because I didn't do my job in the first... Yeah. You know, when we talk about psychology. Yes. You know, it's like the soldier, they, they're eating ration pack. Mm. Don't tell me it's good. But if they're on a fight, they will eat it. Screw that. I don't care. Bring it. It tastes like whatever. And they will just fight. Mm. So at that point, it's not an issue. Okay. Yes. But I, I want to know how they feel. Yes. So I know if I need to give them supplements. So, one thing that is very important for them is okay. You, you need to set the priority. Priority number one is they can act. Yep. It's first priority. Okay, it's not yeah. the shape, it's not the the transformation, it's yep. that they can do their job. Mm-hmm. If they're too mixed up in their head because diet is too strict and they cannot concentrate, they cannot learn their text, then you're missing point number one, Yep. which is very, very bad. Okay. So point number one for production is the shape, right? Yep. number one for the actor is being a good actor yes because that's his job that's why he's been paying you know 10 million or whatever for yep. 10 days of work so if okay uh, i give him the diet let me know if you know you get dizzy uh, let me know if you have short-term memory problem let me know yep. if you go into the room and then you forget what you, what you were uh, supposed to do there and you just you know, okay. mixed up. If you have very bad sleep, let me know right away. Not to complain. I want to know, and then I'll adjust. And one thing I always repeat: do what what your very best at is acting. Yes. You know, I'm a poor actor. I I'm, I must be the worst actor you, you can have. <laughs> but you may I think I'm very good at when I when I what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just trust me in what I do and do whatever you're good at, meaning acting.
2: Yes. You mentioned the uh, supplementation there, Christian, and I remember when you gave the presentation during the Biosig. one of the things you spoke about was having a really deep understanding of the supplementation that you're giving to a client and being able to explain it to them in a way which has them buy in or believe in the effect of the supplement, even to the point if it even just causes a placebo effect
0: hmm. I think it was yeah. referring to the yang as well yeah. at that point in time
3: yeah I still love yang <laughs> or acetylal carnitine yep. does wonder for a lot of stuff even insulin resistance and stuff like that there's new studies but um, so what you, do, out of the supplements that you
2: use for your go to what are the ones which you really know and, and believe in that work very well
3: my, my top one, by far, is Alcar.
0: Alcar, thing. Why?
3: Yep. Because it increases dopamine, yep. increases acetylcholine, and this is the drive for them for following everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mentioned to them, okay, you'll see, I'll give you this supplement, you will use it, this is how you will feel. You know when your office is a mess and you have a lot of things everywhere, you don't know what to start with. And yep. then you take this supplement. Oh, magic happens. You can choose what you're working on. Oh, let's try this one first. Okay, this one. Yep. You won't be jacked, but you'll know exactly how to uh, place everything and uh, when to work on what. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is the effect I'm looking at. So, when you'll read, it's easy to follow the lines. You don't reread the first line. You will be easy to be. Yep. Uh, you find it easy to concentrate. Yep. Let yep. me know if tomorrow, an hour after you took the supplement, if you're better at reading. What's okay, the message I'll receive? Yeah, They're but, highly motivated. They yeah. just start their diet. And now I'm telling you, they'll be even better to read. First thing I know, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Good. I don't care if it's, a, if it's a placebo effect or if it really works. Mm. It does yeah. work. but still it may be working twice as much just because they're so into it yes I just prove my point so then okay what's next you know do you are you nervous are you know okay I'm yep. good I'm not then okay. I may use whatever I need at that point okay, okay so. that's an easy one to, to, to give because honestly anyone who took a lot of uh, Alcar they know you can have the drive you can have the mental clarity and stuff like mm. that it's easy and it works maybe 8 times out of 10 so that's a easy uh, sure
2: hit what dosage what do you use with that christian
3: i start about 200 uh, 2000 milligrams twice okay. a day
0: empty stomach with that one yep yeah cool all right so carnitine for cognitive function the dopamine acetylcholine so the the drive uh, what about your your other go-to supplements what, what's on the list uh, for christian maurice uh,
3: the second one would be i think i talked about it in australia it's uh the onzo h9 h12 i really really like it it's a support for liver but it acts on the adrenals to uh, help the liver because it's chinese medicine they don't actually work a lot on the liver but by giving a break to the adrenals and giving something light to the liver it works better but if the liver works well under lower stress then you have better results okay uh, yeah Honzo
0: uh, uh, h9 and h12 yeah i, I, I used exactly. to see that on the uh, the poliquin uh, well charles used to have that on his uh website i don't know if it's available anymore but um yeah okay so uh from a detoxification uh perspective the Honzo h912 what about uh if if sleep uh presents itself as being an issue and we all know how significant sleep is and obviously uh, you know if you if you only have the the actor or actress for a um a short period of time sleep's going to be essential so what about if sleep's an issue mate what, what are your go-tos there uh,
3: sleep this is a tricky one because it- this is one one I have a lot of tools, because it's all different. Yep. Uh, I'm not super big on magnesium. I know it's very trendy, a lot of people <laughs> use, are using it, yes. and a crazy amount, yep. crazy quantity. But again, it's just, just because of the results. When I give, I give a lot of magnesium, I don't get people lean as fast
0: okay Okay. So
3: you work for average Joe and you'll see results but you know losing very fast you know in the 20 or 30 pounds uh, in 10 days uh, it will be slower if I give too much magnesium okay so I like Z is a ZMA instead of magnesium for whatever reason it works well okay it okay. works better old school awesome. Uh,
0: Eh? a bit of old school the yeah. ZMA you know this old bodybuilding but type again, I, it,
3: it's, for me it's just about results yeah it's not about uh, the theory behind it yeah. I, trust me I, I've tried it I've tried shitloads loads of magnesium and stuff like that but mm. never had that super results uh, and what, why do you with average clients yes I get the point yep. but for super fast results unless they're cramping there but then i may use uh, epsom salt instead of that yeah
2: and and what do you think is the limiting factor with magnesium christian why does it slow fat loss what any particular reason it's,
3: it's not that it's slow fast fat loss it's just because for me it's super fast fat loss you just and find with it inhibits magnesium, it i don't some. get super fast fat loss i just get Fat, uh, fast fat. <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But i need super fast so honestly i don't know why yep probably it takes time to set and takes time for the, the you know the insulin response or the body's response yes. or, so if okay, it okay, takes okay. a month then for me it's too late you know? okay and zma is a little but little more dramatic average, but since, since i give ZMA like zinc magnesium at the same time for i again I don't know why it's just, i just know it works well and people feel great when they sleep with it and of course zinc good for testosterone and all that but for me it's just about results one day i'll find out why it's better but <laughs> it's just because from experience yeah and i did uh like 7,000 biosig so i had a lot of experience and i did a lot of uh, trial and error to see whatever works well but for sleep the most important thing with them it's easy because they need to get a massage at night yep like every night Epsom salt so they get everything to sleep yeah yes you you know this this big hotel it's dark it's cool they don't have to do nothing they have to yeah it's rarely rarely a problem
0: the massage it's just
3: because the condition they're in you know they don't have three kids crying at night they don't have things to do the next morning they don't have yeah day mcdonald
0: barking (laughs) (laughs) orders off do this do that where's that report i'm hearing you yeah
3: and so So, so, christian
2: is is that uh requisite for these sorts of results you need to actually create a perfect storm outside of the gym and nutrition to get everything to really work or can you just simply push people and just train them through it
3: uh ideally i'm thinking of one guy one actor I trained is an Australian guy, actually. But um, I had to train him twice a day. So he was training with me in the morning, then he would eat, and then he would sleep, and then he would eat again, and then come back training. And now there's this massage, and then there's the sauna, and then there's the bath, and then they sleep, and they do that every day. So it's. Yep it's close to the perfect condition yes. yes but training twice a day of course it's better
1: yeah
0: yeah talking about training specifically mate um obviously resistance training is going to be a big part of that but what about uh cardio or interval training do you do you make that uh, is that a staple in the the dramatic uh you know transformations do you feel that's a, a critical player
3: uh i use it a lot um, and I use cardio like steady pace. I know people.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not in <laughs> vogue, vogue at Not at the like moment.
3: my statement, but I like uh, steady pace cardio. Yep. So do I. Because if you go to the gym, any gym, you have a new member, make him do cardio 20 minutes each day, and you'll see him lose fat like crazy. Okay, yep. after three weeks, he will stop, and then it's it's all done and then you will see cortisol whatever if he increases cardio but in the first weeks he will have great results yeah but the thing is if they're doing cardio they need to relax a lot so meaning i i'm always um asking them to look at ducks it's there's no ducks but (laughs) it's (laughs) it's just it's like a walking apart right you have be in that state of relaxation. Okay. So you're losing fat by relaxing while exercising. Oh, so it's okay. a uh, a different way of thinking uh, about it. So they're not stressed out when they do the their car- cardio. Interesting. Saying.
0: And you feel that plays a, a significant role in, in the fat loss yeah. as well.
3: Yes. First it if it, it's a great stress relief from them for them. So they can relax or they can go close to the the river here. They yeah. just walk there. They do the 20 minutes or 40 minutes. I don't care as long as they're enjoying it.
1: Yes. Okay.
3: Again, it's I need to lower the stress.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hey,
3: you- I know about the the cortisol effect on the marathon runners, but we're not talking about 42k. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, light cardio. Yeah. And then, me, I up. Mean, uh, let's say for uh, in the morning sprints and at night a calm walk yeah we'll do the trick to increase calorie and everything but yeah it's it's again it's not for me it's not about theory it's about practice yes. and I look at things uh, from a different perspective meaning I'm very open-minded so not because uh, I've done. Uh, this this and this and this trial and error and if someone comes to me oh have you tried this oh no i'll try it yep just even if it doesn't make sense unless it's to injure people but but then you, yeah. you can learn a lot from crossfitters because you have tons of guys in shape there so there's something to learn there yep, there's yep. some bad stuff in there uh you you can play with cardio because we see it in the gym people are losing weight on cardio yes yes at one point it's uh it's tall but still they're doing it for there's there's something to learn there Mm. Mm. I you know i even had that that client i i'm not sure try to tell that story but i have this client this average joe um lawyer uh woman. okay uh she came to me Trouble with uh, thyroid function and all that cannot make her lose a pound. I've tried everything: did blood tests, organic yeah. acid, you know, stool tests, analysis, yeah. blood tests, everything. After uh, a year and a half, maybe 10 pounds that she lost, and then she she left for uh, she was on vacation. Came came back two month after. And she lost twenty five pounds. Interesting. Well, okay, what did you do? Yep. Say, oh yep. you won't be happy. Yeah, no worries, I won't <laughs> I won't be angry. Yep. I went to um, the big fat loss company.
0: Weight watchers or something?
3: Yeah, Weight Watchers. Yeah. So yep. I said I went to Weight Watchers and then <laughs> she looked at me because she she thought, Oh, he'll be angry. She was afraid of a, the reaction. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What did you do there? Wow, well, you know, I'm counting the points or whatever yep. they call it. Yep. Yeah. Okay, how does it work? And then she, she's telling me that she's eating uh, muffin in the morning, then a little lasagna for lunch, mm-hmm. and yeah. for some hours. type of uh, pasta, whatever at night. Yep. And I'm like, okay, you lost 25 pounds <laughs> 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 while eating only carbs. Okay, I don't get it. Yeah. But okay, it's good, it worked. So why are you here? Well, I still want to see you because I want you to take the biosig and know if I'm losing just fat or I'm losing muscle mass and losing, okay, we'll see. And she didn't lose, she only lost uh, like water and fat. Mm. So after that, we, she was still going with it, but I just implement with more, a little bit more protein and a little yeah. bit more. To this day, I don't know why it worked. why my things didn't work out but I'm still interested that the phenomenal phenomenon behind it yeah my learning process just because I think that I'm better than anyone else yeah Yeah, better than Weight Watchers yeah there's tons of women (laughs) losing weight there
2: so there's something good something there Mm. do you think it's something about the psychology of it mate
3: yeah it could be Maybe she felt more relaxed because there was a lot of women there and she felt more confident. If she's, she has less stress, you know, if you're very stressed out, first thing that stops yeah. in your body is the digestive enzymes. So if you don't digest well because you're stressed out just a bit, then yeah. you're not absorbing her thing. And if you're not absorbing, you create two problems. Either you get fat or you get skinny. So, yeah, it may play, have uh, played a role. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yes. So Christian, obviously we've got stress as a limiting factor. You mentioned the digestive enzymes, blah, blah, blah. For general population, could you rattle off a few of the other uh, limiting factors that, that tend to stop fat loss for, for people?
3: Stress is a very big factor. Yeah. But mm. the stress comes in a lot of different angles. Some say it's because of detox and yep. some say it's because of, yeah, we all have our own theory behind it but i think stress management for average client usually it's my first thing i work on is mm. stress management but their own life so let's say this client comes in and she doesn't sleep well she's always you know she wakes up a lot and then you ask all these questions but turns out that it's the husband the, the problem because yeah. he snores too much yep but if you don't really get to know your client and you don't know, you don't do a great interview to begin with then you're starting to give her 20 grams of magnesium and you give, oh she sleeps now, mm. you just kill her before going to bed yeah, but sometimes fixing other things like fixing the kids uh, fixing um, oh she wakes up at night But my kid wakes up at night yeah, does she has a light, yeah she has one okay, when she's falling asleep, then you, you know, turn off the light. Oh, it worked. So I tend to look at the environment to start with. Okay, a bit of lateral thinking. And then whatever's uh, after two or three sessions, whatever's uh, showing, then I will address it. You can be surprised at how just dealing with the stress, you know, playing different music before going to bed. You know, the, the the process of going to bed. A lot of, of clients, they just work too much, and then they run home, and then they play with the kids, put them to bed, do the lunches, and then go to bed right now. Yeah. And they think they will be able to sleep in one minute. Uh, no, you need to relax first. That's yes, how it yes. happens. You yes, need please. to relax an hour, and then your body's starting to relax. Then you'll fall asleep.
2: Yes, you need to but stay stay up till 10pm and do a podcast yes. interview with a couple of guys. Yeah, exactly. Stimulate really, the mind. Really fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologies
0: oh, in advance. Wow. <laughs> um, what about, uh, just before we uh, wrap things up, mate, what about uh, when they do have a big, uh, so the actor, you got them in shape. You know, they've spent 10 days with you. They've dropped, you know, yep. uh, 50 pounds and they put on 10 kilos of muscle. <laughs> uh, so, you've, you've weaved your magic there, Christian. What about, is there anything you do with, with manipulating water or salt or do you, do you, like, carb load them like a competitor for the big uh, shoot or scene? Do you bother doing any of that sort of stuff when they have uh, something It depends significant? on
3: the, uh, yes, I do all that. I play with water a lot, but it depends on the schedule yeah because um sometimes they need to be ripped for let's say two or extra rip for two days and they may say oh it's two or maybe three days then it's very hard to play with water yeah because i don't play with uh diuretics i don't play with any hormones at all yep uh and that's a true fact yep. uh i'm known for being more precise with what I give as far as recommendation yep. and not using anything else okay. um, so I'm not against it I'm not for it it's not, you just it's, not don't use it. it's just for me I had a lot of health issues myself so I'm not playing with the health of the clients but not because of uh, substance abuse but I had a tumor on a terry which gives me a lot of hormonal issues, so I know yeah. what messy it could get. Yeah, so right. this is why I'm so devoted for uh, the health and doing healthy. But um, to to answer your question, it, yes, I play with carb loading. Yes, I play with uh, water. Less, I I really like to play with salt. Yep. Uh, I think it's still working. It worked in the 80s, and it's still working. I know yeah. there's this debate whether it's good or not. Or yeah. Is it working or not? But I don't know if you tried it or if you're yeah, using it, but I do, yeah. I think it's still working. So if it works. I don't know if you have the theory behind it that says it doesn't work, but I don't care as long as it's working. <laughs> it's working. I think I think with
0: the salt and water it's a it's a timing thing like you said, you know, 3 days without water or 3 you know uh, three days without salt you're starting to run into problems but you know for those windows of 12 hours or whatever you know when you do manipulate those variables i think you can invariably improve condition for sure yeah you can
3: change a lot of physique just with water and salt
2: yeah yes
3: if i don't have a lot of time i cannot play with their food i only play with water water and salt and even there you can Change a lot of physique. Yeah, interesting. Excellent. Enough to show on screen, enough to show on uh,
0: Photoshop. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Mm.
2: Um,
3: Christian, I've heard
2: you say in the past that it's harder to get people in shape these days than it was sort of 10 to 15 years ago. Um, Yeah. Why do you think that is?
3: That's a good question. Okay, there's two two things about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, one thing is because for me, I get more and more referrals from other trainers. Yep. So okay. I get clients that don't <laughs> harder to don't budge lose in the first pass. All uh, you know, everyone tried everything, and then they yeah. come to my office, and then yep. I need to do something about it. Yep. Yeah. So of course, my for me, it's much harder to make them lose fat. Other than that, uh, we see that that a lot. Like uh, 20 years ago, I had clients. You know, in their fifties, sixties, and they were eating cake. You know, after each meal, and you just ask them, "Can you, you know, just eat fifty percent of what you were eating?"
0: And I mean, <laughs> the cake,
3: and they would still lose three pounds a week. Yeah. But today, we need to cut all the cakes, all the <laughs> all the that, carbs, yeah. mm-hmm. all the <laughs> to have the same result. So, what do you so, ad-
0: attribute that to like, uh, you know, the Toxic environment these days, or soil quality? I mean, what do you what do you think the player is Uh, there?
3: Honestly, I think it's all of the above. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the thing is with the epigenetics, they're finding that it's much faster than they were thinking. You know, they were thinking it took uh, four generations to do uh, a change in the body. Right. They're thinking now because new studies from the north of uh, Europe. Uh, that it could be uh, faster than that nowadays, right, so it could be death could be honestly it's it's very hard to 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 tell, but I it, think everyone can prove or can say that on average it's harder to make people lose weight, yeah you know if you think of Arnold's and all that, and you look at the diet they were doing, you know they were eating bread in the morning, yeah. you know to get lean bread yeah. in the morning and rice and pasta at night yeah. and things like that and they would still have you know great body
0: yeah mm. I guess on the back of what we've discussed uh, earlier in the podcast you know one thing that was probably less back then was was stress, stress you know the, yes. the pace of the world you know me and certainly referring to Arnold and those guys I mean I think they uh, lay around in a park uh, in between training <laughs> sessions you know surrounded by women so you know uh I, I think I would be a little less stressed <laughs> if I, yeah, I might go lie in the park and see if I attract any women, Tom. Yes. Maybe I'll
2: de-stress and get in shape.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that could be a good um, a good answer.
2: Yeah. One final question for you, Christian. Sure. Is there anything uh, really groundbreaking or anything new, or what's the what's the best thing you've learnt in terms of body composition over the last eighteen months or so?
0: Not two years, eighteen months only. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well I have 19 months but 18 months <laughs> 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 it's, uh, I have my own way of looking at numbers and I really uh, refine that technique because I look at
2: numbers in terms of body fat
3: no I don't look at body fat I look at um, a percentage of variation per site and I came up with strategies to to change or look if the protocols are working or not. Okay. meaning is the dosage okay, if the dosage is not okay, if the supplement that you add is good, or if the supplement is not helping? It's like, um, how can I say? You know that the basic look at one two, three as priorities. Yeah, but I have twelve variables instead of just one priority it's hard to explain right it's so, easier to show so the, so
0: the, like the subtle subtle changes in the biosig for your you pinching you know you equate that to whether uh, a supplement or a nutritional change is working the the, the subtle variations in, in sites. is that what you're sort of
3: getting at yeah exactly yeah i have my own um patterns yeah my own patterns my own um okay see that software yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay to look at the numbers because i'm freaked with numbers and i was you know again i did tons and tons of biose, and i was yeah. looking at it and then i was looking at more a different way to look at it in the percentage of variation per site after doing so many i came up with a uh, different way of looking at it okay and it it helps a lot to know if your diet is on par if the Everything is, if the, the, the protein are high enough, not yeah. high enough, or you need to increase carbs over carbs. Yeah. But this is the technique I'm teaching nowadays.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Because I, I guess the big thing is, like, when you do assess, and it is only a subtle change week to week, it's like, is it working? Should I keep the current protocol? Should I change things? But if exactly. if you've developed a, a, a more precise uh, interpretation of the numbers then obviously you, you could
2: assess in that two or three day period and you'll see those subtle changes that's mm. that's awesome exactly yeah interesting and so how do people find out about your courses Christian
3: it's the body transformation seminar right now it's it was only uh, private so I did uh, Hong Kong and uh, Dubai and now I'm planning uh, London and uh, surely Australia. Yes, and Chicago and Toronto. Awesome. So nice. really short. I will send the, the. I will show the. Access to everyone.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe down through uh, the the clean health. We'll get you down down under via uh, the CHPC, perhaps. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe I'll get uh, the big dog, Dave McDonald, to uh, track you down, and <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay, Christian, uh, from my end, awesome interview. I really got a lot out of that, and I think our listeners are going to benefit tremendously. It's been awesome talking to you. Yeah, Tommy?
2: Yeah, thanks for that, Christian. Uh, Appreciate it a lot, mate, and um, we'll be in contact. Hopefully, uh, you come down to Australia soon. And, you know, just wind down, have a good night's sleep. You know, have some ZMA. Don't go straight magnesium.
0: No. No good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for the invitation again, guys. Thanks, pleasure, Christian. Pleasure
0: was ours. Thanks, mate. Bye. See you, mate. You. Bye. bye. Bye
2: Well, there he was, Christian Maurice. And nice niche and niche market there, he's got himself sorted out with. Yeah, well, I think he's chuck, done well.
0: Chuck, we had got him chuckling a few times there as well. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wore him down. Chipped nice away. Guy,
2: wore him down. But once again, mate, I guess the, the real factor there was him was getting the belief yes. of the client behind the process. Fascinating
0: that he assesses, I think he said, almost daily, I think, that he gets yeah. the calipers out and, uh, and he's got a way of gauging whether the, the, the body comp is shifting. But yeah, which is fascinating. Really, as uh, what we said earlier, that regular assessing, the mm. key player mm. in uh, keeping... Uh, certainly those
2: aggressive transformations yeah. really assessing frequently and interesting way of setting up baseline men 2400 women 1200 yeah yeah. It, it, yeah
0: fascinating and I, I spoke to a few guys back at the club
2: about that and they sort of mm, interesting yeah. interesting take that one on board definitely boom